This is two two weeks in a row. I've really enjoyed your shirt, Mr. Lansbury. Thank you. Uh, it's a new shirt every day, and I hope uh, I keep that going for every day. That's right. Welcome to another episode of Film Mary Kill. Kill. I'm Andy Mitchell. I'm Samuel Lounsbury the first. <laughs> And on this silly show, we talk about the movies we watch and rate them on the silly of uh, Mary Kill scale. Um, so, <laughs> Sam, before I get into that, how how are you? How was your week? How was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was filled with nothing but movies and movie watching. Because this morning, Andy, I went into Cicero, Illinois and got my second dose of vaccine you did it it. i am fully vaxxed kids and and adults i guess sorry adults more (laughs) like why would i hang out with children uh you're you 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 are the size of a child come on uh, causation doesn't mean correlation (laughs) uh but i will say uh there was a weird thing that happened on the way of getting my vaccine if you if i can't if i have a platform to share it by all means please the platform is open thank you uh so i'm like i'm on the train just waiting for my train like i just like just staying there, mind yeah. my own business. A guy rolls up, no, no mask. Oh no! With a with a bike right next to me. I'm like, I scooch a little bit. I get like the p- further distance away. He's smoking a cigarette, just like, like no care in the world. Just like, <laughs> wah, wah. Just you like, know how people who smoke are real carefree like that. Like just, like, just, just uh, don't give a shit about anybody. I love breathing. <laughs> Let me pay to not do it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, But he. This is the weirdest thing. I don't know if he didn't know what year it was even because he asked this question to me. He leaned over and he said, hey, man, uh, he, he saw me have a cup of coffee in my hand. He's like, hey, man, can I get a sip of your coffee? <laughs> and I'm sorry. Andy, no. no pandemic or not, I'm not giving you a sip of coffee or anything. No. Yeah. So weird. The way he said it, though, was like he said it like, hey, can you please pass the napkins? Like, yeah. why are you being such a pill about this? <laughs> And then, like, I just looked at him, and I looked back at him, and I was like, just one sip, man, one sip. And I'm like, just take the coffee. Here, have it. <laughs> I just gave him my coffee. And he's like, oh, man, man, thank you so much. Oh, oh, I've been up for three days, man, three days. Like, I can tell. And I just, like, walked oh, away. No. <laughs> and he just, like, he kept on, like, shy, like, thanks, man, I've been up for three days. I've been up for three days. Like, I do not give a shit. Please stop talking to me. Oh, Jesus, Sam. Uh, oh, that being said, I'm pretty sure I have COVID. <laughs> well, well, you, you technically kind of do because of that vaccine. You got a little bit. I got of it a little bit you. of COVID in me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what did you get a Pfizer or Moderna shot? Got a Pfizer. Okay, let me let me. I'll be interested. Do I need to put my mask back on? What no, 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 no. no. I, I'm going to. I, I will be checking in with you probably tomorrow just mm. to see because last week. Uh, beloved, uh, sometimes guest on this show, my fiance, Colette Gregory. Hello, Colette Gregory. She got her second, uh, Pfizer shot. Woo! And, and man, oh man, the, the reports of side effects are varied. And I don't want to make it seem like she had a, like a disaster of a week afterwards, but it was a, it was not a good day. Um, I, I have a completely empty day tomorrow. Great. Uh, and I will say this, Andy, you will not get the edit from me tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Oh, okay. You'll probably okay. get it some. You'll probably get it Wednesday morning or three a.m. I'd say I'd say to people listening, you know, be, don't be don't be sad that the show is going to be late, but like they won't hear this until the show comes out. So we also might edit this out. <laughs> you, it, it's up to you, my friend. It's up to you. Um, I uh, yeah, I got a day off after I already put in like a PTO day after mm. my second shot in a couple of weeks, just because. Yeah, Colette had such a bad headache and some chills, and I think it's just, I don't know, it, it varies. Some, peop- some people I've talked to who've gotten fully vaccinated talked about everyone had some kind of side effect, mm-hmm. at least like a little soreness in their arm. Yeah. But one guy was just like, I don't know, I was kind of lethargic the day after, which I thought was real like specific, but I was just sort of like, are you sure it was the visor? The- it, could just be, it could just be pandemic. <laughs> it could just be life. <laughs> I've been lethargic a lot of days, you guys. I didn't have like uh, I didn't have the vaccine to have anything to do with it. <laughs> well, congratulations, Sam, on being fully vaccinated, which Thank thus you. justifies you know us being off Zoom and still you know six feet apart. But yes, I, but still completely naked. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You're looking good, my friend. Thank you. All uh, right. Uh, COVID shape has been helping me out. <laughs> Popcorn is a great diet. <laughs> Shall we get started with our our silly little game? 
Let's do it. Let's let's get started. Uh, uh, first things first, Andy. Uh, I'll eat your brain. But secondly, <laughs> uh, what what do you want to go first? On uh, yeah, list? I'll say I didn't watch as many movies this week. Okay. Um, because uh, yeah, life was busy. Um, oh oh shit! I totally forgot, Andy. What wedding watch? House hunting. How how are those going? Oh yeah, we do have some news there. Um, today for wedding watch, I finally uh signed a contract for a day of planner. Um, so uh couple thousand dollars on a mild bank account going to making that uh that day as smooth as possible very excited nice. Nice. Uh, nice we we enjoy this uh this person we had a good zoom call with them and they come recommended highly by two of colette's friends so not worried about that just get to make some progress on that uh, as far as house hunt um we ouch i uh, <laughs> hit my I elbow like, on the desk just broke a face <laughs> jesus <laughs> so uh, there is, there has been some big news in the, uh, the house hunt. So we saw when we last spoke, mm-hmm. we, I'd, we'd seen a condo that we liked. Mm-hmm. And so we saw it afterwards. We saw it a second time and confirmed that we liked it. And then oh, no. we put in a, uh, part of the reason I didn't watch a lot of movies cause we were busy getting some, uh, ducks in a row to put in an offer on mm. this condo. We put in this offer on Friday, and come Saturday, it is rejected. <laughs> However, it is normally in this uh, situation. I'm a first-time home buyer, yeah, so for those who don't know, you're learning with me. Um, and those who <laughs> do know, just just accept the amount of ignorance that might be coming out of my mouth. The vo- so normally we put you put in an offer, and the. In a typical ideal situation, the seller will either accept the offer or because we were kind of offering below this price would counter offer perhaps with something else. And then we could start negotiations. Mm -hmm. Uh, They basically just said, no, this is the list price. (laughs) And that, which, which made more sense to me because I've told people in my ignorance, it's like, I'm so used to just it being like, that's the price. The price is on the price tag. That's what you pay. Yeah, me too. I've also been used to that. <laughs> but apparently that's, that's not the case when it comes to property. There's a whole like haggle thing that I'm that, which, which is just one, one additional reason why I'm very, very lucky to be, uh, to be with Colette Gregory <laughs> because she knows these things better than I do. Um, so they basically, came back and like almost doubled down a bit on like say like no it needs to be this offer and our <laughs> realtor who's been a dream a lovely person named greg desmond i'll plug him i don't care yeah um for at, at properties lovely guy uh basically was also uh wondering about what um yeah, I don't want to go. I, don't, I I just now I'll plug him. I don't want to go too far into what our actual conversation was. You or don't blow have up to, a spot. Yeah. But the point is, we've put in a second offer. Ooh. Um, our second and final offer. Uh, that's Saturday evening. Uh, and we're still waiting to hear back on whether or not they are considering it or flat out rejecting it. Our speculation mm-hmm. is that because this particular condo we believe was listed was overpriced when it was listed. Uh, okay. And I think they're still maybe holding out hope that somebody's going to come mm-hmm. and give them a offer close to that price. Maybe they're just waiting. Maybe they had some showings this weekend yeah. to try to like drum up some more uh, interest. The point is we've made our offer and I wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> At this point, after like oh, almost a couple of days, I wouldn't be surprised if either they're like, we never hear from them again, mm-hmm. or they call us like three weeks later when we've already put in an offer in another place, <laughs> and they'll be like, hey, you still want this condo? <laughs> so, who knows? Um, so that's uh, that's it. This, uh, if it listens, lives, if listeners, if you're listening, please <laughs> send an email to. That property listing right now, Andy. <laughs> what is it? And we could get you in that condo. No, let's, let's, let's write a letter. <laughs> get in the comments. Just just write to us at filmmarykill at protonmail.com with your, your real estate tips. We do have an email to oh, share at have, the end of the show. We have we we have a mailbag of emails, don't we? Or just yeah. one email? You know what? Uh, I, I, we, have, we have two emails. Oh, really? <laughs> we do. Uh, we do. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I'll let you know one of them is not serious. But I'll tell Oh, <laughs> damn it. Anyway. <laughs> Um, it could be yours, listener. Um, all right. So yeah, that's House Watch. So let's get started with the 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 show part. 
let's talk about all the movies we watched this week. Like I said, because of um, side effects from a COVID shot, plus house hunting, plus just a busier week with work in which I couldn't really uh, justify watching a movie at my desk while yep. I was doing a bunch of things. Understand. I only got five things in this week. But here are the five. Um, on the seventh, I watched Pitch Perfect, uh, the 2012 comedy with Anna Kendrick about college acapella competitive singing. On the 8th, I got a uh, DVD. I can't believe this is loggable, but I ordered, <laughs> I ordered a DVD called Fans Only uh, from the band Bell and Sebastian, which is a kind of a compilation of music videos and TV performances and documentary footage about the origin of the band that came out in 2003. I've been on a real Bell and Sebastian kick. Is that my... your safety net? Is that like your safety blanket music a little bit? It could be. Yeah, it's yeah. very comforting. I If you were to tell me, Andy, you like Bell and Sebastian, I would not be surprised. No, no, you would not. And you know what? That's, if that's my vibe, I accept that vibe. Yeah, same same vibe that I was. I, I give out vibe of Death Grips and Weird Al. Um, <laughs> uh, so then the ninth, I watched Rushmore. I rewatched Rushmore because I, I think the week before I talked about it, I had seen a rewatch Bottle Rocket. It might be on a might be on a little bit of a personal uh, Wes Anderson rewatch uh, until the friends dispatch. Right now we're two down, two down. Two down. We'll see. We'll see how the rest of the the show goes. <laughs> uh, on the tenth, I was a bit of a bit disappointed. I was. I, I had a family gathering uh, at Statman Mitchell's place. Statman uh, But it was supposed to be in the morning, but then something came up and it had to be in the afternoon, which was fine. We had a lovely time. Nice. Uh, they're one, they have a lovely house and they're lovely hosts. And they're my family. Uh, <laughs> but it meant I didn't get home in time to watch. Uh, I had signed up for Josh Larson's Ebert Interrupt oh, this yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to watch Lovers Rock, and I got home a bit too late right mm. after it started. So I just watched Lovers Rock uh, again. Uh, Colette had not seen it in its entirety, which mm. was news to me because I'm pretty sure she was in the room the first time I watched it, but she said she wasn't really paying attention. So <laughs> she got to watch it with her full attention this time <laughs> and really liked it. And then on Sunday, I watched uh, a film that's not like any of the four things I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd watched before. Your Challenge, This Is Not... A film. Mm -hmm. That's what I watched. Sam, what did you watch this week? I had a I had a very strange flurry of a weekend and week. Andy, let's see. I, I don't know if there is a theme with any of these, outside of the individual re reactions, responses of these. Sure. But if you could find a theme out of all of the films I've seen, go at it. Oh, uh, here's the theme. You watched it. <laughs> this, these are all the movies you watched. <laughs> Am I correct? I think I did it. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, Andy, you nailed it. <laughs> Guys, I've, I've won the game. Lori Lightfoot, uh, please give the medal of citizenship to <laughs> Andy Mitchell. That's the highest honor that people could get. <laughs> Call me, Obama. <laughs> He's hilarious. Andy, you're the Dan Nanayan of, uh, of podcasts. <laughs> I did totally reuse an um, Obama meme today because uh, I did something at work. Uh, that apparently was above and beyond, according to somebody. And they were like, oh, great. Thanks for doing this, Andy. And I just put that gif of, remember during the campaign, Obama just got like a three-pointer and has walked out and just goes, that's what I do. What I <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, that's what I do. It's like, that's a thing. See, that's what I do. Yeah, he just was, he was just messing around in a gym, I think, I before know, a campaign. I remember that, yeah. He just like, he like, before, he like lifts down his mask even. Just like, as a yeah. It's like, I don't give a shit. Fuck you. <laughs> I know. At first, I was, I was like, your favorite president. <laughs> At first, I was like, "Oh, he shouldn't have taken this mask down." But then I thought he had to let us know. He had to tell us. He couldn't. We couldn't he have that muffled from the mask. He had to let us know that's what he does. Yeah, he just just sinks threes and walks away. <laughs> anyway, that's anyway. Someone out there, Obama's sinking threes. <laughs> And so, just like saying, that's what I do. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, what'd you the, watch again? <laughs> yeah, sorry. That was a long tangent. <laughs> all right. Uh, 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 yeah, Andy, I, uh, I saw, because uh, it was on Netflix and I, I'd never seen before, Bob Unkirk's directorial debut, Melvin Goes to Dinner, mm. which is absolutely a riff off of Andre, uh, Dinner with Andre. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll get. I will talk about it if you talk about it. Uh, uh, then I right. followed it up with one of the 
sexiest comedies I've ever seen. Ooh. The Lady Eve in 1943, starring a uh, very bumbling Henry Ford and a very, uh, very not bumbling uh, Barbara Stanwyck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then I saw The Secret of the Marquise. Uh, we'll get into that if you want to talk about it. It's a two-minute ad <laughs> on, on Criterion <laughs> Channel. Uh Sure. Then I followed it up with your uh, your challenge to me, Andy. King Kong from 1933. Mm-hmm. That is definitely something I watched. Uh, <laughs> secondly, I followed it up with Child Play 2. And then I saw Umbrellas of Schorenborg. Uh You probably know the proper pronunciation being you from France. Uh, <laughs> the Umbrellas of Schorenborg. Umbrellas the. You put you said Schomburg as if it was like Umbrellas of Schomburg. Go down there. I'd love to remake this movie as the Umbrellas of Schomburg. <laughs> it's just people like at the. I'm calling. There's uh, a, do you know Do you know Ali Ring by chance? Uh, improviser and comedian Ali Ring. Uh, I do not. Ah, I met I met her through comedy sports. She's originally from Schaumburg, and I think even did a one woman show about being the mayor of Schaumburg. Uh, and she takes great pride in her hometown because, like, for a lot of comedy people, it's just, especially in <laughs> Chicago, it's like, if you're ever just going to describe people from a suburb, the suburb you name is always Schaumburg. <laughs> it's it's just the rule of this city. Is it just because it's so, is it out of, is it out of, uh, is it far away distance or is it just a weird? I guess it's, it's just enough distance. It's closer to Chicago than St. Charles, my hometown yeah. is. Um but it's also not distinctive enough. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to insult the. Is it the mayonnaise of uh, of suburbs? <laughs> you know, what? I'll I'll get in touch with Allie again and see okay, if she can describe right, this right. to us. Maybe maybe uh, we'll get her on. Uh, but yeah, I, I saw that French movie. Uh, yep. <laughs> and then I followed up with a very strange movie that was related to my Melvin goes to dinner watch, mm-hmm. uh, Reversal of Fortune. Uh, I will go into detail about that later. Uh, okay. Then I followed up. Uh, my roommates came up and they they said, "Hey, have you ever seen My Girl?" Oh dear. And I've never seen My Girl. I and don't think I have either. I know how it ends, though. It, yeah, we all know how it ends. Yeah. Uh, Killer bees on the swarm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> then I followed up because I wasn't sure if I was going to watch anything that day. I saw How Can I Ever Be Late? Uh, short on Criterion Channel. Yeah, you almost challenged me to watch some shorts. So it's kind of cool to see you were watching some shorts. I like watching too. some shorts, Andy. They're, they're prob- simple and quick. I should uh, probably try to get some more shorts in if I'm going to be busy this week. So at least I have some things to talk about. They are, they're super quick. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of them are on Criterion. But then the last one I saw mm-hmm. last night was North Face. Uh, uh, cl- uh, 1936. Uh, it's set in 1936. It's, in 19, it's, set in, it's made in 2008 uh, about two German mountain climbers trying to climb the largest just rock wall in, oh, in wow. Swiss. Oh. It is real intense cool. and really complicated. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, can I – before we – Go, get going. I don't know yes. if I. I don't know if I. I didn't actually do a lot of thinking ahead of time to know what I was going to challenge you to. Um, so I'll stall by sharing that um, I know somebody who was in a Bob Odenkirk movie. Uh, which one? Uh, let's go to prison. Nope. <laughs> uh, which one was? Uh, who was he? Who were they? What did they a, uh, a, a lad who went to high school with me. He was a year younger than me. His name is AJ Balance. Um, I think he works in the industry now. I don't know what he. I don't. I don't remember. I lost touch with him. But he uh, was the young Dax Shepard. Oh, the, nice. It's like in the first few minutes of the movie, you can see his his bit. Um, but I remember he he got cast in this movie, and we're all like, "Holy shit, AJ he got cast in the movie!" And I remember I went out with like him and other theater friends mm-hmm. uh, from high school, and I was asking him like, "So what about the movie?" And it's like, "Who is the director?" <laughs> and he's like, "You probably don't know who the director is." And it's like, "Just say the name." It's like Bob Odenkirk. Like Bob Odenkirk from <laughs> Mr. Show. <laughs> And he like couldn't believe that like I knew who Bob Odenkirk was. So. <laughs> and now it's like, dude, better call Saul. Yeah, like fucking Jimmy McGill, <laughs> Mister Nobody. <laughs> is that what his name is in the movie? Mister, <laughs> Mister, this is spectacular. <laughs> oh, uh, Mister, this is spectacular now. Yeah. So that's that's my connection. All right, so we do the flip the coin to determine who goes first. So obviously you're gonna pick three from the watch list to rate on the fuck, Mary kill scale. Sam, since you came over mm-hmm. heads or tails it's heads. And it is, it's a good flip. 
It's heads. Ooh, spicy tuna here. All, All right. right. I will pick for you, Andy. Okay, great, course. great. This gives me more time to think. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. All this lo-fi energy is making me think in, in, think in weird ways, Andy. I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to say it. Andy, could you, uh, could you please fuck Mary Kill politely? <laughs> um, and with great pleasure comes great fuckery. Uh, <laughs> Can't wait for you to edit this. I'm not even on drugs. <laughs> it's one of those things. Like, I, I'm just so excited about COVID. Yeah, you are. You're on a vaccine. Look what the side effect of this vaccine has done to you. It's making you lethargic. Uh, pitch perfect. Rushmore mm. and uh, Lover's Rock. Uh, oh, easy. Love it. Um, I know exactly what you're going to do, too. Yep. Easy. Love this. Love this combination. Um, I feel bad. Because uh, definitely going to, to fuck Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Um, fun rewatch. Um, Colette watched it next to me. Colette didn't really enjoy it as much as me. Um, okay. As a as a former private school attendee herself, she was thinking like, how does this guy still have a scholarship if he's not doing well on the academics? Yeah. Um, That's a very valid question. (laughs) Yeah. I think that bit of a, I guess a hole, but um, (laughs) I, and it's also one of those movies too, where like, boy, if you, if you have low patience for the kind of assholery um, Jason Schwartzman's character gets into this. This could uh, this could really limit you. But however, <laughs> I, I think there's there's just the right amount of like <clears throat> childlike sweetness that's in most Wes Anderson movies, along with the weird caustic kind of uh, deadpan humor. Mm. Um, I just was telling her too. It was sort of remarkable just to like revisit the movie that pretty much started the trend of Bill Murray in all of Wes Anderson movies. Like as I was yeah, going through the yeah. list with her too, just being like, Oh yeah. How did it's like, it's true. He's in like all of them. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes he's the star. Sometimes he's just uh, in a cameo scene. It just in the in, background. Sometimes yeah. he's sometimes he's a supporting character. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite director, actor, <laughs> constant collaborations in, in history. Um, yeah, I really like Rushmore. Rushmore is also as besides this is not a film. I felt like the theme of the four movies were movies that uh, involved their uh, that had good soundtracks to them. I was gonna say. say these are definitely uh, musical movies in one oh, way yeah. or another. Oh yeah, and honestly, I, you can't hear that song "Making Time" <laughs> by uh, the Creation without just thinking of Rushmore, like down, 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 down. The one that's playing when he shows all his activities. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I. it's been a while since I've watched Rushmore. Oh, uh, man. It's but yeah, that's... so good. I might just listen to the soundtrack later just for fun. That's what <laughs> it's... There was a time years ago. You could probably find this on the internet. Um, I, I used to listen to the podcast... Uh, sound opinions a whole lot. Mm-hmm. That's like a uh, music review show. Those uh, they used to be out of WBEZ and now they're, they're do it independently, but they did an episode on like their favorite film uh, soundtracks. And I got to call in. Oh, nice. I like sent an email. Cause I was like on the mailing list and a fan to like for a suggestion. And they said, Hey, are you free? I was in college. So mm-hmm. I had free time. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have a class. So I was like, I got to call and talk to them and they recorded a bit of me talking about why I thought Rushmore was the, the greatest uh, soundtrack of all time. Oh shit. I don't know if I still think that now, but it's definitely up there. I what, love it. What would you say is your top five or top three? Let's that's make it so even t- easier. Okay. Top three is top three is pretty easy and it's pretty ba- it, There's nothing that's going to blow your mind. Can I, can, can I, can I, I feel like I go ahead. Sorry, okay. I was about to like say you can't Ooh. use stop making sense, but that doesn't. It wasn't. Count. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, that's like that's absolutely just an album. <laughs> you know, that's just a live album. It's that's funny you say point. that. I've, it's nothing's gonna. Yeah, stop making sense probably won't count. I was also just about to say like, does Hard Day's Night count or like a Beatles thing? And I'm gonna yeah. probably take them. Say no. <laughs> I mean, were they used in other? Were they used in? Were those just released for the for that song? For that movie, or no? That's what's kind of confusing about Beatles records too. Mm. Some, well, it was called Hard Day's Night, and those song, the songs from the British album, did appear in the movies. But then there was like other songs, like they made it a full LP. Mm-hmm. But then if you base it on like what got released in America, that was much more focused uh, on like yeah, yeah, yeah. what was in the movie. It was the '60s. It was time. So, this to be clear, and again, nothing, nothing mind blowing, but uh, uh, Rushmore, Pulp Fiction, and Saturday Night Fever. Okay. Like, yeah, those are those are pretty unimpeachable. 
yeah, mixtapes of uh, mixtapes of movies. I, uh, Saturday Night Fever is surprising for me, just because uh, I I never knew uh, anyone from our age group watched that movie. <laughs> oh, it's I, I have seen it. I um, I, it's probably great. I've heard it's great. I it's been a while since I've seen it. Oh, really? So you've seen it before? I mean, years ago. Yeah, I was probably eight. Like it was oh, like wow. my dad made me watch it, and I was like, "Hey, we're gonna watch Saturday Night Fever." That's and weird. That's a weird movie to watch. He at didn't eight. probably. Know. It was like it was on TV. It was like, okay. let's just watch something. Yeah, because that movie gets dark near the end. Like it, it was. Gets... I don't think we saw any darkness happening. You just saw like, dancing. It was just dancing and John Travolta's hair bouncing. Hey, I gotta get the hair. Uh. The hair. Uh, let's um. talk about fathom levels. <laughs> Speaking of dancing, uh, obviously I'm going to marry Lovers Rock. Um, that movie is really, really great. And it is, uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably one of my. It's probably one of the best movies we've seen in the last five years. It's up there. Yeah, it's ah, man, oh man, it's yeah. I think we've talked about it before um, a lot. It's mm-hmm. it was great to watch it a second time in full, like really focused. I think I've now seen like two and a half times because I mm-hmm. watched it the first time, and the first time it was such a vibe, and then I think I just had the vibe on in the background while we were, uh, I don't know, I was doing something with Colette. I forget yeah. what, but, um, but then like we had to get up and go. So I mm. stopped it or we put on a different movie. Um, but yeah, watching this a second time is real fun because that was, I was actually like able to better map out like the various threads and characters of like here. Are the And there's so many threads that like you don't really follow, but like you can kind of get a glimpse of, you just wonder, it's like, Oh, I wonder what happened to so-and-so <laughs> because this, we instead just focus mostly on uh, Martha and Franklin and their relationship. Mm-hmm. But, and, and also it was like, it kind of, it, it, it really exposes just how like layered it is to, in spite of it seeming like just a movie of a party. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about, it's like, Oh, it's just, just this piece of joy. And it's this release, uh, a reminder of communal uh, celebration in this time of COVID. It's mm-hmm. like, it's a little more complicated than that because yeah. even within the party there's still like dangers of sexual violence there's still the constant threat of the outside coming in um that you need like a good bouncer to keep out um there's just like all the all the awfulness of day-to-day life but still if you all are singing silly games together it it all melts away it's oh, so good it's it man that i've seen that movie more times, it's definitely my, one of my most watched movies. Uh, oh yeah, of twenty because it's such a vibe too. It is absolutely a vibe. It's also it's such a great album length too. Like yeah, it's like an hour and ten minutes or something. Yeah, you just put it on like in the background. It's, uh-huh. it's a great, it's a great date movie for the first forty minutes, and then you skip ten minutes into the <laughs> over that part. Yeah, yeah, that one part's real, real intense. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah, Lovers Rock is the greatest. Um, yeah. Which means I, I have no compunction about killing Pitch Perfect. I didn't really like it. Oh, man. Are you on the ticket to the one-way ride? <laughs> We're the cups. Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck. I only know how to do the song. We're cups. Oh, man. I know one of my, one of my, uh, the, one of the, my cousins uh, was really into it and like was showing it off at like a family function years and years ago about how she could do the whole cups thing. And... <laughs> I just like c- c- cool. <laughs> um, I we it was it was a it was kind of a overdue movie night with Colette and I because we had uh, I think the same night we had watched um, Save Yourself. Mm. I was looking through uh, a, a, my, one of my apps of choice, Just Watch, mm. um, which you can like just pick all your streaming services that you subscribe to, and then like kind of help narrow down your field from there what you wanted to look for so i saw that in comedies and thought like oh i haven't seen pitch perfect before and she's like oh i have seen it already like but i'd watch it again and so we (laughs) put it on uh that night and yeah even close like this didn't age as well as i'd hoped it would um here's you know um (laughs) he is he is eyes are pointing up in the ceiling he's really trying to say something that he's trying not to say (laughs) I respect the art of acapella singing. <laughs> I, I, I get the appeal, the idea of kind of like a mass uh, group art thing that requires like teamwork and collaboration to make, to make interesting. Of course. Um, and I kind of like the idea too, that especially in like these, this kind of like collegiate level that it, 
gives a lot of people sort of like the ability to kind of pretend to be in a, their own boy band or like a girl band <laughs> of just kind of like, oh, we get to kind of live out this sort of like pop star dream of like yeah. singing these popular songs and this and try out clever arrangements and perform and dance for each people. It's like, and that's, and if that's your bag, that's great. <laughs> that is not my bag. <laughs> That's I listen to a lot of music. I can't say I've ever been like I want to listen to nothing but acapella covers. Um, so there's that, and then there's just some jokes too that were just sort of like, this isn't good. I will I will give it this praise though. John Michael Higgins and Elizabeth Banks, uh, their roles don't entirely make sense. They're they're always at the competitions doing like kind of like play by play announcing oh. for what and for whom it's not clear. Like I would think. <laughs> I would think if you're watching a competition or listening to a broadcast of acapella singing, you wouldn't want it to be interrupted by them being like, oh, yes, it's very interesting. They're, they're like, it was the Olympics. But that said, they are hilarious. They have, they have the, just the right tone of being like mean and over it and smug, but also just like amazed at everything at the right time. It's like... If it was any other actor, it would be too caustic to be funny, but those two make the movie. If, <laughs> if you could just find a good supercut on YouTube of their scenes, I feel like you've 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 got the most of what I got out of <laughs> Pitch Perfect. So yeah, sorry. Uh, I just know that I luckily don't have to watch two and three now because like like Batman Rules is just like I don't know what what what's gonna happen in two and three that's gonna make me want to watch one again. I mean, two is the considered the Dark Knight of acapellas. That's <laughs> <laughs> worth everything changed, Danny, forever. We didn't know. Colette did say she was like, oh, that's the one that has Haley Stanfield in it, and I like Haley Stanfield. She's like, very good. I was like, I like her too. I don't know if I want to, but we probably won't say it. Um, but yeah, so sorry, <laughs> sorry to pitch perfect. Um, I guess I will say, too, I know we'll probably wait till the end after we get to your challenges to talk about uh, the mm -hmm. thing you challenged me. Uh, but, yeah, fans only is also cool. Um, but that's oh, yeah. basically if you're already a fan of, uh, of Bell and Sebastian that, that believes the title. I think if you're just a casual person who doesn't or even just like somehow just being introduced to them, just listen to if you're feeling sinister. All right. <laughs> Sam. All right. I had to. Gotta think about what I'm going to challenge you to. Do I want to go? A, there's a lot of options. I will challenge you to. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go low. Uh, okay. Okay. My girl, Child's Play Two, and King Kong. You're gonna get me in trouble with film and intelligentsia. You know that, right? Oh, uh, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't like oh. King Kong, did you? <laughs> uh, I mean. I'm not gonna kill it. Uh, uh oh! You, you listen it. to your heart. Do you want me to change? I'm not. Nope. Nope. Okay. I'll, I'll accept it. Okay. Here it goes. I've been ready for this. <laughs> this is the movie I challenged you sort of to. God damn it, Andy! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck King Con. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. You're, even I knew it was coming. <laughs> right, I'm gonna fuck King Con. Yeah, baby. Even though if you asked me, literally, if my girl wasn't on this list. It would, uh, <laughs> God would be dead as a doornail. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I, I saved King Kong. I feel really blessed by this, that I saved him in this let, way. Oh, man. Let, let, let me just get over the, let me just say, you could, like you said, you could watch all the super compilations of Mike, John Michael Higgins and, and Elizabeth Banks in mm -hmm. Pitch Perfect. You could watch all the significant things in King Kong in a super in a YouTube compilation, yeah. and you will not miss a single thing. Probably. Uh, yeah. The the effects in it are probably the only thing you could really pull from it mm. uh, of of enjoyment or anything like. I mean, the beauty killed the beast is a great line, but if you Casey heard it, th don't worry, they'll say it again four more times. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, I mean, the King Kong is a. Do we? Do I need to explain King Kong? I feel like <laughs> I, think I feel like beyond like King. Uh, people go into uh, King Kong's private residence, <laughs> like just breaking down his door that they clearly left open, closed for a reason, and they kidnap King Kong. <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh, yeah. there's, I, it, here's what's sad about it for me. Cause I'd seen it a couple years before, Yes, but then I already feel like, I, I feel like I don't remember much of it. It's not a lot to remember. I it's mean, so I, slow and nothing happens. <laughs> 
Uh, I I never listened to the film spying episode too, where they compared it with uh, the original Ga- uh, Godzilla, yeah. and I I thought I'd heard that like Larson uh, liked it more, uh, like King Kong more than Godzilla, as kind you of like the like, monster. I don't think you liked the Godzilla. <laughs> I don't even actually like Godzilla. The, I don't even like it more. Yeah. Well, there's as a meta <laughs> as a metaphor. Yeah. Um, I think there's. I mean, they're both interesting monsters, but um, yeah, they are. Yeah. Did you did you feel like the metaphor was a list stronger in this, or at least like, cause uh, I haven't seen Godzilla yet. Okay. So I can't say if the metaphor is stronger. I can say, uh, I have watched the opening credits of Godzilla mm. of the fir- on Criterion channel. And that is infinitely better than Godzilla than King Kong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's filled with so much atmosphere and there's so much great direction, even though it's titles, it's just titles. It's, it sounds so much better than all this misogyny, but does it have an overture? A 45 minute overture. God, no, <laughs> it's so, uh, it, it's King Kong is, Literally a Michael Bay movie in 1933. <laughs> I, I don't feel I was like walking around. It's like, yeah, should I, I say this? It's like, no, it's very uh there there is there's blatant misogynism. There's so much racism, it's not even fucking hilarious. No. Uh it no. like it, it it's it's just for special effects, mm-hmm. just for the awe. And they even got TNA. It's fucking nuts. Like, have you seen <laughs> Like what they got? Have you seen? Like, I forgot that part of the movie. It's very weird. Uh, I know there's a naked gorilla in it, but I didn't think that was that titillating. I just walked. The HD is very strange with King Kong. <laughs> I felt very uncomfortable through all of it. Uh, I do remember in the um, in the Peter Jackson remake that was we agreed we talked about last week and yeah. agreed was way too long. There's parts I liked, but one of the third parts that also I thought was sort of funny that I kept making fun of was you know it it he King Kong comes to New York in winter. Um, <laughs> And then takes uh, Naomi Watts uh, on a adventure throughout mm-hmm. New York, um, and eventually to, of course, the top of the Empire State Building, yep. where she's running around in just like a flimsy dress. And I just kept thinking, like, it's winter. Like, I'm I'm sorry. I don't I don't mean to. Say, I'm I. This you is this is a, this is a sexist joke, and I apologize in advance. But all the women I know in life are get seem to get colder so much quicker than, than in, in the slightest of breezes. And so the fact that this like Naomi, Naomi Watts, who is like, you know, a, a perfect, a perfectly attractive proportioned person and is, is just running around on top of the empire state building in winter, wearing just that dress with like, just no shoulder covering or arm covering at all. She's like, she's gotta be freezing. It's like, is adrenaline that strong? <laughs> that, that was one of my weird complaints about King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my biggest complaint was, uh, where were all the characters? <laughs> uh, this, this, uh, I don't, I feel so old. It's so, I feel so young and so mean mm-hmm. by saying that, but like, I, I'm, I'm so much better than King Kong. <laughs> I do have shit on King Kong. I feel like I can say that confidently. King, King, King Kong ain't got shit for Sam. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, so I'm, that, so that I, means they're marrying. I'm, I'm marrying. Child's Play too. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm gonna marry Child Blades too. Uh, because it's if you see it, it's definitely way more cinematic and way more. <laughs> Than way more just character has it. There's character in it. Like it's wow. a it's not a great character, but still like Sam kind of character driven. Lounsbury. <laughs> yes. Would watch Child's Play Two over King Kong. Yeah. Wow. I do it again. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's more your taste and more like how it's you have fun. I'm not even a Chucky fan. Oh. <laughs> it's weird. Like I. It's just a significantly like more competent and more like just exciting film. <laughs> Please send your feedback to film Mary Kill at Proton Man. Yeah, come at me, please. I, I feel weird. Oh man. And you also have like Lady Eve and Umbrellas of Schomburg, which I can't even fucking pronounce. <laughs> you keep calling it Schomburg. Uh the 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 the, the raincoats of Sevenston. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Child Play 2, which in case you haven't seen it, uh <laughs> it's it's the sequel to to, to Child's Play. He, about doesn't the get, ser- he doesn't get thrown in a fire at the end of the first Child's Play. Is that he does? But he oh. uh, he survived. They actually steal his body. The so here's the thing, Andy. The toys the toy company steals his body and then okay. they peel off his skin and they just like 
re uh, they reapply it with new skin because oh still god have, he still has like a he still has a straight up like metal body to, a, a, like a uh, toy metal body oh god because th- that back in ninety back in the nineteen eighties they didn't give a shit about it like children and their health <laughs> health problems so mm-hmm. they just give him like metal toys uh, and they just reapply the reapply the toy fabric on him so Chucky's got a new set of boots and he's all fresh and clean oh, wow. and he goes after Andy again another character named Andy. You know, this might this might be uh, this might be worth watching for my series on rating and fictional Andes. You know, <laughs> you compared to the kid see in the where fog. the fog goes. Yeah, or like who's yeah. the who's the other Andy you have? The uh, Andy from Toy Story. Oh um, yeah, the Andy from Toy. You know what? This is actually uh, the negative negative world version of uh, Toy Story. If you think about oh, it. Oh yeah, they're mm. both named Andy and both. Uh, to- to- toys are talking. I don't if if she can hear and wants to holler at me, holler at the show about whether she's seen Child Play. Now would be a good time to do that, Colette. Um, no, she doesn't. She's, she's probably doing other work. Or um, but <laughs> yeah, Toffee snored instead. That's Toffee seen Child's Play. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, she likes horror movies, and maybe it'd be fun to say to her, "It's like, hey, let's let's try Child's Play. I wonder if she's already seen it. See see what happens there." Uh. It's also great because, like, I, as someone who's grew up with, that's grown up with kids that were big child play fans, mm. it's very fun to look at back on it as an adult and say they weren't that great. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad I've been seeing this as an adult, and not like fucking ten years old. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing what you love as a ten year old versus uh, an adult. I had to, I apologize to my parents for the Ninja Turtles um, at one point in my life, and they're like, "Oh, okay, cool." Uh, <laughs> Mom and Dad, I'm very sorry for Beyblades and uh, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Uh, I thought those were going to be way more important in my life. <laughs> I thought I was going to make bank, uh, it, but that means I'm going to unfortunately kill my girl. Um, my girl, Andy. You don't like love. I don't. I don't like. I don't like Macaulay Culkin being stunned by bees. <laughs> Aww, uh, no. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert for Macaulay Culkin fans. It's the least protected secret of the '90s. Maybe <laughs> it is. It really is. It, so here, in case you were wondering, like my what? Uh, all three of uh, I live with two roommates. One of them had seen it already. The other, me and the other roommate, had not seen it. And I was like, I didn't know if this was the same scene the movie was in, or I just said like, "Hey, is this a scene where the bees happen?" And like, <laughs> my ro- my roommate just looks at me and says, just says like, "I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> bees are in this movie." And then the very what? next scene, the very next scene, almost like a joke, he shows up like, "Hey, bees!" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I just ruined my my third roommate. There's like, I guess I know what's happening. Oh brother! But uh, in case you haven't seen it, and it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty terrible, but also pretty pretty uh, great. Uh, <laughs> uh, Anna Chomsky. There's okay, legitimately good things about this movie. Okay, the lead girl, lead the lead girl for my girl, Anna Chomsky. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very very good preco- precocious kid actor. You can see clearly <sighs> she was going to make a great career. Uh, she's gonna be in this. She's in Veep. She's a very oh, that's oh wait, she's the she's the the uh, she's the I can't remember her name. I can't. I only seen a few episodes of Veep too. I feel bad about that. Um, but yeah, I know who she is. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at her now. Yeah, she's she's that girl from Veep. She's, she's that girl from Veep. <laughs> she's very good. Oh, she's so funny in Veep. Yeah, she's very funny, and she's coincidentally she's very funny in this too. Uh, she's nice. giving like she's giving like a Daniel Day Daniel Day uh. <laughs> Lewis performance of like what being very no just being very good just being a very she's the only one that's taking it seriously <laughs> she's she's doing a great Daniel Day Lewis performance insofar she, as she's doing a good performance she is doing a, she's taking it seriously while okay. everyone else everyone else around her is like oh this is a paycheck and it cannot be more clear than when Daniel than when Dan Aykroyd has to explain why Macaulay Culkin has died and Andy it is a SNL sketch oh, no. it is hilarious oh no it is so funny because Dan Aykroyd just goes up to like Aunt Chomsky. She's just like playing with her toys. Like, hey, what's up? It's like nothing, honey. I just gotta tell you something. Um, Macaulay Culkin. I don't know the character's name. I have to say it by his real sure. Uh, <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. Uh, I'll call him Stevie. Um, <laughs> okay. Stevie is dead. She's just like, well, so oh no, what happened? And Dan Aykroyd, in all serious, is like. He got. He kicked a. <laughs> he kicked a hornet's nest, didn't he? he? He kicked a beehive, and a bunch of bees attacked him. There were too many bees, too many bees. <laughs> just like, too many bees. Can you imagine? 
Dan, America's funny man, Dan Aykroyd, is telling you <laughs> that your best friend died of bee stings. You know what? I had a dream about this the other <laughs> night. It's weird that you brought it up. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd just comes up to you by bedside and says, hey, just so you know, aliens are real. And... <laughs> Try my vodka. <laughs> Try my vodka. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going to kill my girl, although I will say it's a hearty recommendation from me. Uh, it's I a know. very, sometimes, very dumb, fun movie. Sometimes <laughs> the movies you kill, I still think some will have, have a life of their own. Like, Oh, yeah, The Assistant? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. You killed The Assistant. I forgot about that. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh. I cannot stop killing that. Beautiful movie. Yeah, I forgot the lore of our own show. Oh, All right. Man. Well, Sam, let's talk about... We do have some mail to get to, but before we get to uh, that, let's talk about uh, a movie you did love that you had seen for the first time. I haven't seen The Lady Eve. I look forward to seeing The Lady Eve and oh, bringing man. it up later. So table that. But okay. The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Oh, man. you. Let me see if I can pull up oh, the text gosh. messages you had sent oh, me. Oh, yeah. I got, I, got real, I got real misty-eyed about... Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Uh, oh, I, you you sent me uh, the photo, a screenshot of the last four you had watched on uh, on Letterbox, and they included. Because I couldn't stop laughing at it. <laughs> it, was it so in, include that short, The Secret of the Marquise, uh, King Kong, Child's Play Two, and The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. <laughs> just be like, I cannot stop laughing at this, and I was just like, he's like, not to spoil anything, but it's perfect. I literally can't find a single problem with it. Uh, I take, I I will recant that one time. I Ooh. do remember one problem with that. Uh, there, I yes. mean, I, I, don't, I don't feel. Is it because it's all in French? Look, I don't want. That's the. That's okay. Two problems. <laughs> I know how much you hate the French. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> just because they're too thinky with their movies, <laughs> doesn't mean uh, I can't feel feel things with my feel feels. Okay, okay. Uh, sorry, uh, that was a bunch of nonsense. Uh, but no, uh, the one thing, and I would, I honestly didn't even think about it twice until. Until it was brought to my attention of like the fact that the actor in it, mm-hmm. uh, the the character in it is twenty years old, and the act the girl in it is sixteen. Oh, that's like the one mm. thing of like ah, uh, a little predatory behavior, uh, a little mm, mm. A, a, a smidge, just a smidge. Uh, I don't I know. Can't wait to watch again the next time to think like, ooh, am I gonna be okay with this? It's also great because like the the it's it's great because it's for a movie that is so. Uh, willing to talk about the emotions and like is very sweeping, very like a very romanticized version of uh, Mm -hmm. perfectly romanticized version of musicals. Uh, It's also extremely brutal and very honest. And I love the parts of it that just calls It's like, no, this is, we got to talk about this. Like the fact that like the mom is kind of (laughs) right. She says like, Hey, you can't get married. You're 16. And he's twenties. Don't get married. Have you ever entire life about you? And then like, I kind of <laughs> felt, I kind of felt, uh, honestly for the mom there. I was like, yeah, don't get married. It's funny how that works out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but then it was automatically, uh, it, it, there's a, it, every character is kind of uh, developed in their own way. It, it, the mom also ends up being a little bit more of a manipulator later on the road. Uh, mm-hmm. she also, she also may, there's also readings of her maybe jealous of her daughter of Ooh, that yeah. too, that was very interesting but uh, I it, it's uh, every dialogue is sun yeah. and every uh, picture looks like it was painted in a painted by an artist it it's is, so gorgeous it's so weird because like it's it's considered a member of the French wave which I always I, I can't. The films I've seen it of I've seen of the French New Wave, uh, I can only say that they are they're more intellectually stimulating and not necessarily emotionally and and earnest. Mm-hmm. This is completely earnest and yeah. so 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 sincere about like yeah we're a musical, let's fucking go with it all way yeah. and they it's so beautiful it's so uh, so touching and it it, it it's, it's it deserves every. Every spot in there with the most problematic of musicals of like <laughs> Oklahoma or Seven Wives, Seven Brothers. Oh, just Lord. like, just put this in the league of that, up, put it in a league up there. It's its own magical musical made for the cinema. And I think if you haven't seen it, yeah, uh, you should. Uh, Alongside Wizard of Oz, this is another movie. I, I didn't make obviously any progress in that. Uh, they shoot films, don't they list, which, you know, I, uh, I'm at 90, but mm-hmm. along with Wizard of Oz, it's amazing. It hasn't shown up yet in like the top 100 of that's, all time. Cause I feel shocking. like it's such a perfect movie. Yeah. It's, it's, 
I mean, I could I could give them the mistake of not being uh, widely known, but that that Maybe. list that list itself it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you watched it because yeah, it's so good. Thank you. Um, uh, speaking of which, Andy, that mm-hmm. makes me want to ask you: What did you think of your challenge? This is not a film. This. Did you not like it? <laughs> this might be the best movie you've ever challenged me to. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! I was enthralled um oh and wow I really uh yeah i oh boy um so okay i don't know much about uh the director uh this who is the subject i do know you did leave one of his movies yeah. when you brought over uh the fog offside um, another so, great movie yeah i got to i get to watch that hopefully this week but yeah uh jafar it's about uh jafar Pan- panahi's um, house arrest in a movie he technically wasn't supposed to make because um, he was banned from making movies, <laughs> right? Um, but through through a kind of a, a mixture of desperation, um, puckish boundary pushing, and like that kind of like smug and moments, like I guess technically they say I couldn't do this, so I guess we can do this now. <laughs> a bit of it. Um, it's uh, oh yeah, it just it follows him around his house. It's kind of like a day in the life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and he talks with one of his, uh, uh, his friends, a filmmaker, uh, named, uh, uh, Mur- Mur- uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to mispronounce this, uh, Mochaba, uh, Miratabaz, uh, he, yeah. So <laughs> that guy comes, uh, comes over and handles the camera while, uh, Panahi decides to try to like describe uh the film or read <laughs> the screenplay that he was he had worked on that got rejected mm-hmm. by the ministry of culture in iran which also happened to be about like someone stuck in a house and trying to escape <laughs> um and then just as it as he's trying to describe it it just has this fucking beautiful moment where i wrote it down where oh, nice. he just gets frustrated and he oh. goes like if we could tell a film then why make a film <laughs> And just says, like, yeah. And he kind of becomes, like, he goes to his DVD player and just starts doing, like, a little mini lecture. And, like, you see, like, I couldn't direct that. Like, that's it. And, like, and the location's really doing everything in this scene. <laughs> it's not the director. It's the fact that the camera was in this place and these the bars are the way they are. And you couldn't make this um, non-professional actor uh, do this thing. It came out naturally. It was the first take. And just, it's, it's. It reminded me so much of. Uh, have you ever seen Close Up, uh, the Kurosami film? No, I haven't, but I, I desperately yeah. want to. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it reminds me of that, which is a movie I, I unfortunately like to. It's, it's almost like my King Kong. Like I've mm. <laughs> watched that movie a, a couple times, and I was was still bored, even though yeah. I know like intellectually is kind of like I see what it's trying to do because Close Up's about uh, sort of a documentary about a a man who imitates who pretends to be uh, an already famous Iranian film director and kind of like low-key cons a family into believing him. Oh, and shit. then like, I guess because he gets some money from it, they end up like ar- arresting him and charging him with fraud. Um, so it's about the case, but they also, Kurostami got all the people involved in the case to basically like reenact moments from it. Um, it would. It would. It sounds exciting. It. Would, I just wish it was more exciting because it's mostly just people sitting and talking. <laughs> um, I. Which is so. It's bizarre that like a movie as bare bones as this, as you know, neat, that's so warts and all. That mm-hmm. also just like a guy sitting around and talking. Like this somehow feels. It felt so compelling to me. I couldn't. I don't know what the difference was, but I've still tried. I've been thinking about this since yesterday when I watched it. I was just like, why is this movie so compelling when I thought close up was boring? I don't know. I just know that this movie just like really, I think like spoke to, you know, why you make movies, the importance of creativity. um, And even just like a wonderful portrait of just like this guy who just like kind of can't help himself. Like (laughs) even or just like the creative urge in general, just like if you take away the one thing that like gives meaning to his soul, I tend to believe that like creativity mm-hmm. is very as a spiritual thing. And if you take that away, you're depriving someone of something very, very vital to the quality of their life. Um, 
Yeah, and just just to watch him keep clawing at it and trying, and even just like yeah. I don't want to spoil too much at the end, but like uh, how he that like ending so beautiful too. Yeah, and how he you know again really tries to push the boundaries of like taking taking a using the camera on his phone or maybe like picking up the camera <laughs> that's there and trying to go somewhere with it and talk to somebody and. I think the other line I took was that one of the, his director friend just like, it's just important to see that the cameras are on. And mm. it's like talking about like, oh, that's, that's again, that, that's what film is for. Just to like document this stuff. Just like you understand like the importance of like what photography is supposed to do anyway too. Just to like have this image that we can look back on and remember. And it's just, oh, I just, I know. I, again, as it was over, it's like, Sam is giving me love on a leash. <laughs> And, sky. and the green misty sky. And now he's given me one of my favorite films of the 2010s. I'm kind of, I got to look at all the best of the 2010s list again. Cause I would feel like it's like, Oh, this should have been on a bunch of them. Right. <laughs> best of the, tw- the best of the last decade. Like I thought this movie was incredible and I can't thank you enough for recommending it. Very welcome. Uh, I feel this is a very strange position. I'm in now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you feel, it feels you, weird being on the other side of this uh, <laughs> of being of, good, of giving good recommendations. Uh, yeah, I mean, I it's funny because I I was thinking about what to challenge you this week, and I was also <laughs> doing the same old low versus high. Like I had a couple ideas in my head, and I thought, well, if I'm feeling high, I will give Sam <laughs> this possibly good movie. But if he but. <laughs> Depending on how the show goes, I might want to recommend this movie that no one has liked. Um, but we might not have to worry about that because we have some feedback in the email. First, feedback in in the spam folder. I have, I shall read this message. Spam <laughs> folder is that what you said? Yes, dear friend. <laughs> greetings of the day from Mrs. Aisha Gaddafi. <laughs> what? Greetings and nice day. Like, may I use this medium to open a mutual communication with you, seeking your acceptance towards investing in your country under your management (laughs) as my partner? My name is Aisha Gaddafi and presently live in Oman. I am a widow and single mother with three children. Widow, mother, and children are capitalized. The only biological daughter capitalized of the late Libyan president, late Colonel Muammar Gaddafi. And presently I'm under political assignment. Wait, what? (laughs) I have funds worth twenty-seven million five hundred thousand United States dollars. Andy, we gotta help this person. We do. <laughs> Send want, them all of our social security cards now. They want to entrust me for an investment project if I'm willing to handle this project on their behalf. Please reply urgent to enable to provide. So, that's yeah, our first letter. Um, so let's let's, let's print it out and put it on the wall. I just wanted to say that technically just to take, take the wind out of the sails for our actual letter uh, from, uh, from Thomas. You have to do the voice. All right. I, 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 this is my roommate, subject, Thomas, everyone. This subject, dear highfalutin movie podcasters. This is all, hang on. This is, this first sentence is, needs a delivery. Yeah, yeah. All right. Dear highfalutin movie. What's wrong with jazz? <laughs> It's just like I'm home. Andy, Sam, it's a beautiful genre. Nine minutes in of the 4821, uh, the, the April 8th, uh, 2021 podcast, you're hating on jazz. You listen to jazz maybe while you're reading a book or writing something. Maybe you're around a campfire while camping. Some nice jazz is so soothing. Good, good sentence structure, Thomas. Um, <laughs> Love you both. Looking forward to seeing Colette make it back safe. She just walked past the doorway as uh, I read that letter. So, yes, Thomas, she got back safe. Uh, so he all has a challenge for us first. But all right, Thomas. I will, I, I, let me reply. I don't hate jazz. <laughs> there are jazz albums I enjoy. I think I've thought about this a little more. I think my beef was that. Some of the jazz and some of the jazz movies I've seen, I don't think is that good. <laughs> or at least it's not the kind of jazz I would be like, yeah, I'll listen to this and get into it. It's, uh, a, it's, it's hard to explain to anyone why you love a very specific art. 
That's true. Yeah. That's and, true. But that being said, Andy, your distaste of jazz is recorded. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been over recorded. It's I been might, it's been overblown. <laughs> I may also just be a little miffed that like there are so many movies about how great jazz is. I'm just like, let's make a movie about how great um I don't know. I'm techno. so ready for what genre you're about to say. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, minimal techno. Give me a good <laughs> movie about <laughs> Give me yeah, a good, well, the Chemical Brothers. <laughs> Give me a good movie about the Chemical Brothers. There's like a couple jazzy albums that I will have like when I need to focus on work or write something. But mostly I'm listening to like The Field or like Fortet mm-hmm. or John Hopkins. Like yeah. just like or like some the more mellow Daft Punk tracks. It depends on <laughs> depends on how much deadline I'm under. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't hate jazz. But also, Sam, he also challenges both of us yes. to watch. Yes. Blood Rain. I have no idea what that is. I mean, do we do we accept this challenge from your roommate to watch a Yuve Bowl video game adaptation that has got, I think, 4% on Rotten Tomatoes? I mean, I haven't seen a Yuve Bowl. I don't think I've seen one either, and I, I thought I'd go this far without seeing it. I mean, do we dare? Andy... Yuve Bull has quit filmmaking, and we, he's also – that means he doesn't have to box critics anymore. <laughs> so I'd say let's go for it. Okay. okay. It's, it's an hour and a half. It's not like it's going to – like. it's not like it's not like he's asking so us is, to sit down and watch Salo. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> like, also, Tom, stay away from Salo. Yeah, don't – Do yeah. not make us watch that. You got your one challenge in, Thomas, all right? You can't just, like, keep emailing us with challenges. We may or may not accept them. Um, <laughs> Uh, but okay, let's I'll get, do it if you don't want to. I'll do it. I'll do it. I, I he challenged us both, and you know, in honor of this first sincere uh, message on on film, Mary Kill, uh, I think you got to honor. It. You know, Tom. I, although it's, I know him as Chris, right? Like what? <laughs> this, is, this is Chris we're talking about, right? It, it, his name is Thomas, but you should know him by Chris. He knows right. you by Chris as well. That's great. Okay, well, Two Chris. People, uh, there's only one place I go to. It's Chris. Uh, <laughs> Well, Chris, I think we'll 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 give we'll give this challenge a try. I'll save I'll save the things I was gonna try to challenge Sam for next week. Um, before we go, anything? Uh, wait, let's. Uh, any other movie? You watch a bunch of movies. Is there anything else you want to like recommend or talk about before we we close up shop? Uh, well, the one thing I will say, there's a weird story about uh two of these movies that are interconnected. Okay, anywhere. go for it. So I watched Melvin Goes to Dinner. Uh, it's a it's a 2003 movie. It's very low budget. It's, uh, it's fine. It, it's nothing remarkable about it, nothing unremarkable about it. Um, besides the fact that it's Bob Odenkirk's first feature-length directorial debut. Okay. Uh, I also listened to him on an on interview with Howard Stern, and he had said, I remember uh, being on SNL, and the, the person <laughs> that... a great Bob Odenkirk impression sorry, already. Uh, I'll do it. I remember. <laughs> I remember. Uh, no, I, he remembers... Uh, be on SNL and he the one time somebody was so mad at him that they were just oh, pissed off I heard about, this about the monologue that he wrote was yes. Jeremy Irons yes and I saw the sketch that he wrote for Jeremy Irons for, and it was basically about him winning the Oscar for a reversal for a fortune the next day yeah I I saw a reversal of fortune uh, <laughs> because of that oh nice Jeremy Irons have every right to be mad about Bob Odenkirk because that sketch was terrible <laughs> And secondly, uh, because, well, also, there's also a great moment of like, do you mind if I just do the joke that he says? Go for it. Of like, he does like the sketch and it doesn't go well. And Jeremy goes to Bob and mm-hmm. says, I can sing, I can dance, I can <laughs> juggle, I'm a classically trained Shakespearean actor, and you have me doing this? <laughs> and uh, that was that was very fun, but also... <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with what Reversal of Fortune is, Andy. I'm not familiar with this film at all. It is about uh, the Klaus von Bülow case starring (laughs) a very fresh and plucky-eyed underdog, Alan Dershowitz. What? (laughs) This is a weird time where Alan Dershowitz was not a defender of monsters. Oh, wow. Or it was the very first case of him becoming a defender of monsters. Oh, boy. It is so weird. It's so, like, it's such a weird time bubble that, like, the brief period of the mind that Alan Dershowitz, everyone in the world kind of liked him and then uh, quickly progressed <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jeremy Irons plays Klaus von Bülow and uh, 
He's not great in it. It's it's not not a very interesting (laughs) movie, but it's very interesting because of where, of the time and place we have it in. Mm -hmm. It's very, very fun. Um, uh, Andy, is there anything else you would like to talk about? On your list. No, we got through all five pretty much. I I mean, we fucked, married, killed, uh, Lovers Rock, uh, Rushmore, and Pitch Perfect. Fans only. Bell and Sebastian is good if you're a fan of Bell and Sebastian. And yeah, I, this is not a film. Is I, I, I might edge it a little ahead of Lovers Rock, too, as my favorite film I watched this week. I, I loved I This so, Is Not a Film. I'm so grateful I did not make it, you do that. It must, be, it must be so weird to get a compliment. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. Do I leave? Do I leave the state? I guess what, we, what happens? I guess we close the show. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're, we're not doing... Sh- we're quitting movies now, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. We're going to watch Blood Rain first, and then... <laughs> And then and then die a little inside. Oh uh, man, I'm gonna get COVID up tomorrow and just curl up and watch. Yeah. Play. Oh yeah. Good luck tomorrow. I hope your side effects are 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 mild at best. I'll give you live by live coverage. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, don't be mad if I don't answer all my texts. No, I understand. Uh, but I'll just be a little disappointed. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Find me on Twitter at Phil Mary Kill. Uh, find me on Letterbox at Kinetic Android. Find me on Twitter at uh, Sam Lounsbury and find me on Letterbox at Sam Lounsbury as well. Email us like Chris slash Thomas did at filmmarykill at protonmail.com. We'll see you next week on Film, Film Mary, Mary Kill, Kill Shopping! Shopping!